What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. In today's episode, this is the month of February, so I wanted to be unselfish since it's usually centered around, you know, couples and being in love and things like that. So I wanted to be unselfish and give it, make this month and dedicate it to the single people because I get so many inboxes, emails, text messages about people who want to know how to be single and happy and things like that. So this is your month. So I'm not going to flaunt being married, being in love or anything like that, but I'm just going to dedicate this whole month to you guys. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to be happy and single. So I'm going to give you a couple ways just to enjoy being single in a godly way. Um, The one thing that I'm proudest about in my life, and this might sound a little bit vain to you, but trust me when I tell you that it's not what what you think it is. It's not, you know, about being successful or being rich or famous or, you know, anything like that, but that I'm blessed. And the great thing is that you're blessed too. So as a single Christian woman or man, You know, you're not always considered yourself as blessed. So, you know, you might be looking for success and fulfillment in all the wrong places until you realize that you already have everything that you need in this season for your life. Um, You know, you have flexibility, you have opportunities and a healthy dose of self-esteem. And once you realize that, you know, you have that, you're able to enjoy being single and dare to live. So today I'm going to share with you how to be happy and single and 10 ways to do that. So number one, build and deepen your relationship with God. You know, how do you know if you're good at being in a relationship? I remember asking myself that for years when I was single, you know, um, I'd never really been in a healthy, loving relationship. They were all kind of like all over the place, dramatic. Um, Some of them were toxic and things like that. So I never, I didn't grow up with, um, both parents in the home so i never really saw what it was like to have a like real loving relationship all i had ever seen was brokenness and you know singleness so i remember asking myself for years and um i wanted to look for another idea but i wanted to experience it myself so you know just fast forward a few years and i wondered if i would ever have a healthy relationship Um, because I have a healthy and loving relationship with God, but a relationship that is based honestly and trust encourages total vulnerability and a thriving relationship with Christ will help you prepare for marriage. So because it teaches you that a relationship shouldn't be performance-based, but build on commitment and sacrifice. And let me tell you guys, here's just a free nugget. You're welcome in advance, but marriage is a ministry. I say this all the time. If you're not ready, don't do it. So this time while you're single, spend this time on yourself while, you know, start pruning the things out of yourself and things like that. So, you know, while we watch TV and the relationships on there, they may give us a highlight reel of what it should look like, but the Bible tells us the cold truth about it, that you need not die to yourself daily and offer grace and love, even if you don't feel like it. So that is what a marriage is. So so many times in marriage guys like you have to be the bigger person even when you know you're right and for some of you and this was me at one time oh my gosh it almost killed me to do that right so it was so much easier back in the day when i could just cuss him out and tell him what i really thought about him and go on and i would be good because i felt good and went on about my day 
But as God has pruned me and just really worked on me, I can't do that anymore. And he's taught me how to close my mouth in in those situations. And if you are headstrong and you're stubborn and you kind of have the personality like I have, oh my goodness, it is so hard to just suck it up and say you're wrong even when you know you're not. So um, use this time now to, um, you know, just offer grace and love even when you don't feel like it to others. So practice on that in the relationships that you're in or even with friends or family. Number two, live a full life. Like I already told you, you know, um, use this time to do the things that you want to do. Travel to different countries, you know, experience life adventures. Do things that's on your bucket list now. And that's not, you know, because... You'll never get to them, but when you start having kids and things like that, you kind of, all that stuff falls to the uh, wayside because you're no longer the priority. They are. So, you know, go on a trip, visit a restaurant, you know, whatever you want to do. Life's too short to wait for someone to join you to do the things you could have already done um, as a single already. So, you know, dare to live a full life now as a single Christian man or woman. And if you really like something and feel like it's something that you would enjoy more if you were in a relationship great don't cross it off your list just yet just revisit it once you're in a relationship or married uh but don't make the mistake to wait when you could be living because one thing about it is once you get married you may have that on your list you know let's just let's just be transparent and real here even though we get married We may have already had a kid out of wedlock, or we may be pregnant when we get married. Now, I'm not condoning those things or anything like that, but that's just reality and what it is in the life that we're living in. So, that doesn't mean that the things that you had on your list, you'll still get to do those once you get married. Because, once again, when you're married, you're you're no longer looking out for yourself, but you have your spouse and you have a family. If you have a blended family, then that brings in more distractions and things like that and less time to do the things that was on your list because now you have more people that you have to put in front of those things so it may be on your list but you may may never get around to doing it so number three find a purpose for your passion you know what other interests do you have in life besides work school church you know and things the club or whatever it is that you're into don't get me wrong all of those are important and you know it's good that they play a big role in your life but what else do you like what's your interests your hobbies your passions you know do these now while you're single and young i'm in my 40s and like i said i'm married i've got kids and i found that it's harder for me to rediscover my passions now my life has been so centered and focused around my husband and my kids that i forgot what it is that i loved and enjoyed When I was in high school, I loved to ride horses, and I'm just now starting to get back in the groove and rediscover how much of a passion and love that I have for that. Over the last year, I've also discovered that I actually love to ride an iron horse, so I've picked up motorcycle riding and things like that. My mother and sister make the joke all the time, like, why do you wait until you're in your 40s to do dangerous stuff? But it's like, I got distracted with my family and putting them first and things like that. So do that now while you're young. So the things that make you an interesting person and set you apart as you are. So in order for someone to get to know you, you need to know yourself first. So find and pursue your passion. 
because that just won't make you unique, but it will also help you enjoy being single. So remember that you'll eventually get used to a relationship. If there's nothing outside of your daily routine that you enjoy, you'll get bored. So find something to fill up your time instead of just constantly focusing on you being single. And if you don't know what your interests are yet, it's fine. Go ahead and find some. Go outside, try something new, do different things. You know, ask yourself, do I enjoy this or not? Explore, engage, and evaluate your interests. Number four, desire marriage, but don't worship it. So many times people get focused on like Christmas and New Year's. All their friends are getting married, especially in the summer. Summertime is like the biggest time for weddings and things like that. So just don't get so tangled up in that mindset of it. You know, for women mostly, desiring marriage is nothing to be ashamed of. You know, Ashley I believe it's a noble to enjoy and anticipate something that God calls a good thing. However, it becomes a problem if it's, you know, that's all that's on your mind. For a lot of single Christian women, marriage becomes an idol. And that's all they think about day in and day out. You know, the problem with that is that you lose sight of what God has called you to do being in the season of singleness. So in order to really be happy and single, you need to set your mind on things like the scripture in Colossians 3, 2 says, you need to diligently work on God's kingdom here and now, because even in your season of singleness, he has a divine purpose for you, whether you believe it or not. So marriage is not the end of the be all of what life is. So don't worship the idea of marriage that you set expectations so high that when you don't get into a relationship, you won't want to live up to it. Number five, learn to steward your household. So my favorite part of being single was when I lived on my own in an apartment. And, you know, one thing about it is when you live alone, you really felt grown up. Because the one thing that I can remember the most when I left is... My mom would make me make my bed every morning before I went to school. I don't know why, but I hated that. But the first thing I started to do when I moved out on my own is never make my bed anymore. I know that sounds really probably uh, sloppy or whatever, but it was kind of like my rebellion against her that, you know, I don't have to do it anymore because I'm on my own. And, you know, when I first started dating my husband, he would say, why do you never make your bed? And I would say, because I don't have to. And I'm just going to get right back into it anyway, right? So, you know, when you live alone, you learn a lot. You learn to steward your own money wisely enough to cover your monthly bills and budget. You learn to manage your cleaning schedule, discipline enough to welcome, you know, spontaneous guests that may come over. And you learn to budget, live frugally, and spend on things that really matter. So, I know about all that might not sound fun, but it's a great way to grow happy um, being single, so just always, whatever state you're in or what season you're in, whether you have a roommate or you don't, um, if you have a roommate, that's also a good way to really work on um, living with someone else because you learn a lot about that person. You learn what they like, what they don't like, their cleaning style and things like that, how they manage their money. So you can kind of practice on that as far as preparing for marriage and living in a house with someone else. And I know you'll probably have some heated discussions about, you know, who used all the toilet paper but didn't buy any and things like that. Trust me, you'll have those same heated discussions whenever you get married. So use this time wisely and use this as, you know, time to kind of um, really think about how you're gonna react and handle these situations. Number six, 
Become the best version of yourself. Hello, that is the whole niche of my life coaching is I'm helping you become the best version of yourself. So in this time, a lot of people, you know, just spend time wishing that they were skinnier, healthier, fitter, have more money or whatever. But when you ask them what keeps them from achieving those things, it's usually just laziness. So one of the benefits of being single is that you have time, but are you motivated? So enjoy being single by exercising and eating healthy. Your goal might not be um, to run a marathon next year, but why not, you know, just strive for more endurance or a lower cholesterol level. Take, a, you know, go to the park and walk or, you know, do work on those things. Becoming the best version of yourself is a journey that increases self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-love. And, you know, God says our body is a temple. So it's very important to, you know, take care of that temple. And so many times, once you get into a relationship, you get comfortable. So, and like, once you get married, you kind of, I'm not going to say you let yourself go because not everybody does that, but you do get happy. You know, you go out to eat more, you're being a little bit more lazy, you're going to movies, then you're coming home, going to bed. So you have less time and you spend less time on working on your body and your shape. So, you know, use this time to just appreciate your body more, understand how it works and treat it better. After all, your body is not just the house you live in, but it's also the temple of the Holy Spirit. So number seven, spend time with other Christian singles. You know, one thing um, that most people do is solo and, you know, they're okay with being their own favorite person, but you got to cherish the fact that you got to have some time to socialize with others, especially other Christian singles. So nothing beats community with other believers that can lift you up when you're having a bad day to relate to your burden. So benefit from the time that you have now to meet people in your local community church, but also events um, while, you know, dating. You know, use it as an opportunity to develop your interpersonal skills and become well-rounded a social person. Join some small groups and things like that that has other single people in it. And it's even not a bad idea to um, join a group that has mixed in it, like single and married people, so they can give you some of that wisdom and knowledge and help prepare you for when you do get married. Number eight, practice self-care. So if you... Uh, treat yourself in many different ways from doing a run in the morning or lunch in the afternoon to a pedicure or something like that or even a movie night. Just do all this. I mean, you don't have to drain your bank account uh, by doing that, but <laughs> probably happens anyway. So you might as well go ahead and treat yourself. But to remember that life's not worth living here and now. So practice self-care by doing something for yourself once in a while. Don't save all of your money for your dreams for a time in the future that isn't promised. So, you know, take yourself to the mall, buy you a new pair of shoes, go to a movie, you know, go get a nice dinner or something like that. Number nine, get involved in ministry, local community missions. You know, um, God created your life for a purpose. He's not surprised by the number of years you have as not yet married women or men. So he actually intended for you to go through a season for a reason. Does that kind of hurt? Well, you're going to have to get over that. But it is the truth. So the faster you find peace and contentment with your single season, the sooner you'll be able to start working on your divine calling. God needs to put you on a big He wants you to put on your big girl pants or um, whatever and stop crying and instead get involved in building up his kingdom. You know, get involved in ministry by serving at your church, cleaning up your community, 
even go out and feed the homeless. You know, some churches do that on a regular basis. You know, just do something that allows you to change your perspective and serve will help you enjoy singleness even more. One thing about serving is it takes your mind off yourself and you just get such a joy from giving back to others. So that is a good thing that I've always enjoyed to do. Even when I don't have to, I love to serve on a Sunday because there's just something about a selfless act of going to church and helping somebody else do something that I really enjoy. You know, the Bible talks about not only giving our tithing, but also giving our gifts and our treasure and our time. So that's a great way to kind of, you know, just give back and take your mind off yourself. And number 10, invest in yourself. So enjoy being selfish while you can and invest in yourself because like I said, Once you get married, all that changes. You know, you start buying things like a house, new cars, the kids eat up all your money, groceries, and it's kind of cheap for you to eat out by yourself now versus a family of four or more. And so really take this time to treat yourself, travel, work, do whatever it is, start a new blog or invest in yourself in your future, go back to school or whatever. So. A lot of people, I have friends that do blogs, and you might say, oh, a blog, but many people like to write, but honestly, a blog is not cheap in terms of monetary value, but also time, but some people may say, well, I don't even know what I need to even start a blog, but Google it. You know, Google is your best friend right now to do the things that you may have thought about doing, but never wanted to do, but a lot of people spend about 20 hours a week on blogging, but some even spend up to five hours a day depending on how much time they study and to become better and work on that craft so does that mean you have to create a blog in order to invest in yourself absolutely not but i'm just trying to give you an example of some things that you can do now while you're single but it means you could start online business and thinking about you know making a cool youtube channel um if you like eating vegan sandwiches or whatever like that networking trips or whatever fine something usable and feasible that you can do that you can kind of turn into your passion. So whatever helps you get to the next level of yourself, invest in it. Because later on, when you're married and you have kids and times and resources will be limited, add mind pulled into different directions, it's going to be harder and harder for you to be able to do the things that you wanted to do. So now is the time while you're single to just be happy in being single and wrap your mind around that and make it all about you. This is the one time in your life that you'll actually be able to be selfish and nobody really hounds you about it. So this concludes this episode of How to Be Happy and Single. Uh, thank you guys so much for always joining me. If you haven't already followed me on Facebook, check me out at Tanya Williams Life Coach. And also if you have any more topics or anything that you would like me to discuss, you can always email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com. Until next time.